0: Shirt show. All right, let's go. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt man. All right. Episode forty-six of Shirt Show. We're talking with John from Tyano Inc. in the Bronx. Let's go.
1: Shirt show. You want to talk about our sponsors? Well,
0: we saw one of them. Yeah, we did. You ready? ready for this? <clears throat> I got it through my throat. <clears>
1: throat> uh, you'll be able to see my finger coming in now because before- That's what she said. It's off screen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we were in Chicago and Frank was, what, like 20 minutes away? Not
1: even? Something like that. Where, yeah. Where? Well, on Chicago traffic, it was two hours, right. but it should have been 20 minutes.
0: Right, right, right. And he showed us his top secret facility and how they make screens and everything they do. And it's super awesome.
1: Yeah, I got yeah. my camera out, my phone, I should have. He was say. Like, no, no I no, was no, like, no, no. here, and he just like smacked it out of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry. Um you had to time out
0: for a couple minutes. Yeah.
1: Confiscated my phone for I had to check it in up front. He taught us but how was, to cut mesh. He did. And do you know what? Um, so I went first. And I knew you were gonna gonna complain about this. Well, this is important stuff. I went first and apparently I was holding the blade wrong and he corrected me and it was a box cutter and he corrected me. And then I was holding it maybe like this, like with my pinky. (laughs) This
0: is how you were cutting screens.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know. seemed seemed like it would work, mm-hmm. but then I was taught how to grip it properly, which you watched, and then I was taught how to how to glide the box cutter along the frame as you cut, which you watched, and um, I think I did a pretty good job. And, and then, then I you pushed. Went.
0: And then I pushed you and Frank out of the way, and I said, "Give me that thing. Let me try." Right. And then I flawlessly cut it perfectly around, and That's said. Right.
1: I have a feeling that I, um, that I literally wouldn't cut it there. I think that I would, I would show up for work and he'd send me home. I would like to think I could make it, you know, to like lunch maybe before he fired me. Well, back. that's what
0: he said. He said that he'll let people go to lunch and then during lunch, I'll just lock the door and I'll let them back in.
1: <laughs> well, you know why? It's because at GSF, they don't screw around. Like you- Only the vests only the best like you you can't be a slacker and work there you have to be a pro and, and all the dudes guy.
0: all the dudes that we saw there have
1: been there for like what like 15 years i was just gonna say that like here we are thinking the same thing the guy that was uh that we talked to for, for a minute he was putting the glue on the on the frames he had been there for what do you say 16 years yeah yeah come on i mean that's that's awesome and so they know their shit there Frank, graphic, screen, fashion, and his brother. They're there every day. And oh, I forgot to mention, when I was there, I saw my frames <laughs> and-
0: Right before they went on the truck.
1: Right, right,
0: and- If we would've got there a little later, you wouldn't have seen them.
1: Right, and then I watched them go on the truck. Right. Like, they went on- We the tried
0: truck. to get Andy to Superman on top of the screens while they rolled it in, but-
1: Frank's insurance wasn't good yeah, enough.
0: He didn't want to let it fly. All right love that guy love you frank love you frank
1: the next is easy way and i forgot and i What's... saw
0: alex the day before we left
1: yeah but i forgot easy way how does it go
0: it's the easiest way
1: yeah that's that's, that's what it. it is you did see alex <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and the funny uh-huh. thing is we talked about everything we talked about we talked for a long time because he was here at the shop for probably two hours or more. And then we went to dinner and we talked there for a really long time. It was funny. We were talking here and I was like, yeah, I know when we partnered up, I asked you like all these things that we should talk about. And I was like, we just said, uh, screw that. We're just going to give you a baller slogan. Um, and we came up with it's the easiest way. And he said, it's the best thing ever. He's like, you get so many emails of just saying it's the easiest way. And it's the best thing we could have done.
1: It is. And by the way, he showed up at your shop with uh, gifts, didn't he?
0: Fully loaded.
1: Fully loaded with gifts. and he, showed,
0: he went to our local grocery store and he bought every bottle of Gold Peak off the shelf and even mm-hmm. off the end cap. And then just brought me like 30 bottles of Gold Peak.
1: Well, you know, he texted me before that and he asked me, which Cold was your tea favorite or pure leaf tea? yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: he just wanted to make sure because i know he didn't want to mess that up if he screwed that up then you would have he would like would have it would have been like and you right. would have been i would have just like, kicked coming. him down the stairs <laughs> easyways line of eco-friendly chemicals will get the job done faster more efficiently and cost you a fraction of the cost per screen boom take one it's the like easiest
0: that. way i like that you were on the ball with that <laughs> All Right.
1: Well, uh, the other sponsor we know is Monarch. And uh, as far as Monarch goes, you ink better, you print better. Live Moss. Live Moss, you know, remember when we saw that Taco Bell? <laughs> we were, it had to be somewhere. Yeah, oh like, shit, we forgot. <laughs> I know, we had to be somewhere and there was a Taco Bell I'm like, let's just go through the drive-through and get like a gordita or something.
0: <laughs> we were talking about getting a quesadilla and saying, writing Live Moss on our shirt with the quesadilla juice.
1: <laughs> that would have Saying monarch, yeah, screwed it up. And and also, I remember that when we were at Stevens, he had tacos. We could have done it there. Yeah. We could have just pretended yeah. it was Taco Bell tacos, even though it wasn't. They were anything. a million times better than Taco yeah, like Bell. Like one tacos. million, one million times better. Mm-hmm. Do you know when I ate that first taco? When I was done eating it, my hand was—it was, it was
0: all in, over you.
1: <laughs> my hand was covered in like orange uh, grease. And it was so good. I just licked it, licked my whole.
0: I saw you. You were like hand deep in your mouth. <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, but Monarch, you know, they make a couple of whites that I use, and I use their Stark LB. I think they make a Stark just like cotton white. I use the Stark LB, stands for low bleed. Mm-hmm. I have Stark and Yeti. I have Stark and ULT2. It's for the, it's like a poly white.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. It's good um, stuff, guys. It is good stuff, and um, we love Monarch. We love Aaron. I will see Aaron on Wednesday. Why? Why is he coming? Dang. Okay.
0: Good dudes, good ink. Uh, and if you mentioned shirt sure show, you get ten percent off your first order. And I've had people hit me up too. Like, if you can't, if you can't find Monarch in your area, like if you don't know where to order it from, hit me up on Instagram. I'll I'll get you Aaron's contact, and you can uh, he'll
1: make sure you get it. That's nice. That's nice of you to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And if like, if you don't feel like talking to Dylan and you want to talk to, well, like a real printer.
0: Right. Talk to Andy. Oh,
1: I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, hit either of us up and. Right. If you want we'll
0: talk to talk to somebody who likes to party, hit me up. If right. you want Andy to talk you to sleep. Hit him up.
1: yeah. If you need a good nap, mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm your guy. All right. So John is here. Oh, before we go, before we go and and talk to our guests today, I do want to also I wanted you to thank, thank the our listeners, listeners
0: and viewers. Keep sharing stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Tag us. I Any mean, tea related, print related shop hacks. Music you're listening to in the shop, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. shop related or whatever, just hit us up. Or just you know, what I'm gonna do funny dad jokes.
1: Yeah, do you know? What, do you know what I want to do? The next when this comes out, video on video YouTube comment on the video, and what we'll do when we record our next episode, we'll read all the comments mm-hmm. and, and who and who those people are. Like if you know, like let's say. Um, Celine dog,
0: dog poop, 69 (laughs) (laughs) said
1: Yeah. So dog poop 69. When, when, when they come in and say, Hey, this video sucks S -S U X, (laughs) especially Andy, that Andy dude, we'll read that. Right. We'll read it like live. No, it won't be live.
0: We'll read it and you'll listen to it two weeks later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We'll we'll read the comments as I think my point. We're gonna read the best. The comments.
0: Com- hey, the best comment gets a shirt. I'll send them a shirt, show shirt, or a pin
1: or something. A pen? A pin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll send the best comment a pin or a shirt and a kiss
0: on the <laughs> lips from Andy.
1: <laughs> all right, so here we go. You ready? You don't <laughs> you have
0: any. T- you didn't turn it down. So all right, yeah. Let's go.
2: What's up, Dylan? What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, Andy? <laughs> the pleasure of being here with you, hanging out with you, and hanging with you entrepreneurs, man. Nothing.
0: We're bad. Likewise. We're glad to have you, dude. I'm kind of upset is- you're not like making burgers
1: right now. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> no, I saw burgers. that earlier too. It was a burger <laughs> montage. <laughs> I Love it. Love it. I love my burgers, man. Yeah, we um we were in Chicago a couple of days ago and we were looking for something to eat and we make this like turn and all of a sudden we see right in front of us, this building and there's a line of people and we get closer and it says like burgers and there's only like two choices of burgers, right? I mean, that's the kind of burger spot. That's going to be good. You just get two, two choices and that's it.
0: Well, we had just got done having a conversation because we were trying to find a place to eat. And it was like, you know, what's the best places to eat is when they have like one item on the menu. Cause you know, it has to be good because that's all they make. And this yeah. place was like burger, cheeseburger, fries. That was like the only option. <laughs> That's yeah.
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Over yeah. here, over here in the Bronx and Manhattan, burgers are a big thing, man. Everywhere. All different types of burgers.
0: So <laughs> tell us about these burgers, man. Like what was the why why are you doing burgers and screen printing now?
2: Well, when it came years ago in 2010 and twelve. I had this uh, money saved, and I had two decisions to make: was it go get a food truck because I worked in a restaurant, oh, okay. and I looked or go and do something like screen printing. And that was the decision. Um, my dad, um, he rested in peace. He, he passed away about two years ago. And we went to Yonkers. We saw the food truck. We're gonna we're gonna take. We're gonna it was gonna cost about twenty five thousand and. I was all in and I don't know, man, I guess it was um, a, a sign because the guy said, give me a week and I'll let you know. And then in that week, I was still um, doing the sunny shirts in the in the streets. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to stick with the T-shirts. I want to know about screen printing. I want I want to get to know this. And I just went that route. That's awesome. But, obviously, you didn't give up on the
0: passion of making food. No, I love cooking.
2: I Because um, uh, I had a friend of mine that he told me, if you love really something to do that is a hobby, you should not work for it. You should just right. do it as a hobby. Because then you're going to... It's, it's going to die. I was uh, going back. I was a, a real good um, chess player. I played chess for many years. I was taught in the, in Harlem. And... The guy, the old man that told me, he told me, don't ever play for money because you're going to lose the love for it. And years later, has passed. And I did that. And now years have passed and I haven't played chess because mm-hmm. I lost that passion. Did you, did you watch that show, Queen's Gambit?
1: Mm-hmm. I knew. Oh, I was going to yeah. ask the same thing. That was a good one. <laughs>
0: so, so pretty much what you're saying is when you go to bed at night, you like see the chess plays on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: but now that slowly just turned into like a squeegee moving back and forth squeegee now
2: nice and squeegee little squeegee (laughs) moving around (laughs) that's awesome but that's what got me into the screen printing and I, I said I went that way and I didn't know about screen printing I was still just doing shirts so that was the big decision I made and I don't regret it that was the best decision I made because it's been it's been a great ride since 2013.
1: Nice. You mean when you say you didn't know about screen printing and you were just doing shirts, do you mean that you were doing heat transfers or something?
2: No, I did not do heat transfers. How I did was I was working for here in Hunts Point in the Bronx for a company for 10 years. I was making good money, union job, Crasdale Foods. It's like a, like an Amazon, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just unhappy because it was all night shifts. And I couldn't deal with it It did 10 years. And I said, look, I'm, I'm going to let, let this job go. And I had no plans. I was making about $23,000 an hour and I just left it. Just like that, I was just um, depressed, um, sad. I, it was just not happening. And I just gambled. I just left it. And then from there on, I have a good friend of mine that lived in Minnesota. And he does screen print. He has a screen printing shop. And what he decided to do was send me boxes of shirts with the signs. And me as a hustler, always in the streets here, I I hustle the shirts. I used to sell 20 shirts in less than four hours every day in the streets.
0: That's awesome. Did you have like a technique? Don't tell me you just
2: stood there on the corner. I know oh, you're no, there, no, like no, spinning no. signs and shit. No, no, no. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no, you have to know your spots. You got to know where you're going and... Give us, come on, give us what you were doing. Give us <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, well, it, back in that time, you know, I used to like, in, in other words, I used to smoke some weed, right? So... I used to, in other words. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew all the spots in the Bronx. So, and I yeah. knew a lot of connections. So I knew the guy that was sending me the boxes were all the signs of, you know, marijuana and all that. And I, right, did, right, right. I just took it and went to all these spots and all these guys that were just buying it, and even asking me and calling me, when is the next one? When are you going to come by again? And it was just on fire. And I did that for about for about two years. I did that. And that was because I needed an income because I, once I left that crash job, I said to myself, I'm not going to work for nobody again. I have to
1: come up with something. Yeah, there's something to that, isn't there? Like instead of, I guess there's one way you could have done it at, is that you could have stayed with that company and then had a side hustle, you know, on the weekends or whatever and tried to build up this, this screen printing thing or this t-shirt thing, you know? The other thing is, is just to go and quit and then, you know, have nothing and be Mm -hmm. forced to like, okay, well, I've got to make this work right now. Yeah. You know, I've got to figure this out right now. And so I don't know, maybe that's, I kind of like that. I like that way. Mm -hmm. For me, I think,
2: I think that's the best way to do it. Even though it's scary is even though as you are starting and you have no idea where you're going to get income from weekly and pay your bills, but i have a I had a thing I was a car salesman before I even went to Crasdow. so I did uh for an auction here in the Bronx. I worked there for another ten years. I was a car salesman, so that was like my, my best job ever. I was making so much money just selling cars. I loved it dude you have such a good you have like a master class
0: in <laughs> selling shit if you had you were a used car guy which you have to be a master at that to make anything. And then you went to hustling shirts on the street. Like, that's amazing. Cause that you can take all the shit you learn from both of those and po- totally put it into like selling. That, you know? That's what
2: I've been, I've been doing. That's why I tell people I'm not really a, yeah, I, I'm a screen printer, but I'm more of a salesman. Right. Cause I, I love that. I love something about selling and connecting with people. It's all about right, having right. a good connection with my own
1: and i guess that shows in your videos you know and that's how that's probably how that came about is because you've connected with so many people you know through youtube yeah and through your videos so i mean what was the thinking behind
0: that in the beginning where you're just like hey i want to do this youtube thing and see what happens yeah
2: because um before before that i was my son already had is he turned 20 and i i kind of miss i coached little league for 15 years here So I kind of miss that, you know, relationship of teaching, of, you know, letting other people know there's something else besides just going to work. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to find something else. And I just decided to do a video. I didn't know nothing about about, um, video editing, a camera. I never had a camera in my life. What I did at the beginning was using the phone. I never um, had a hell camera and I was like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to start the YouTube. I did the YouTube for about a year and a half with the cell phone. And then from there on, I moved on to a camera, getting a camera for the first time. It it was amazing. You know, it was like in my family, we, we were not born with money. We were poor. So having a camera was not in the picture. Mm-hmm. So when I had that camera, it was like amazing. It was like, wow, I can't believe this, this is how beautiful a camera is. And I just got into it and learning how to on record and doing videos is something I always want to learn. And I look at YouTube and just look at who's doing videos, how they how they do it. And the one that gave me the big motivation for the like the B rolls and the way of recording was uh, Lee Stewart. Lee Stewart just blew up on me. I was like, "Wow, this is exactly what I was planning," and this man is just doing it right now. And right, were you watching his screen printing videos? Yeah, I started watching. We well, I started watching screen printing videos right when I was on already. I was on already on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But once I saw his YouTube, because that's the whole point, I want to do YouTube videos because I want to do something more different than just standing put the camera and just talking. Right. It it, it was even hard for me to keep staying there watching. Mm -hmm. But once I saw Lee Stewart, it was like, wow, that guy blew me up. I said, that's exactly what I was looking for. That was the way I was planning.
1: (laughs) So do you shoot and edit all of your own videos?
2: Everything. I shoot, and when I have a job, it's time to shoot and edit all my videos.
1: What do you you like doing more, uh, shooting or editing? Um, Shooting. Really, because I love editing. I mean, shooting is, I still like it, don't get me wrong, but something about editing, when you're putting that story together, you know? I I just love it, I love it, so. um, Now, how
0: how often are you filming? Versus just like printing shirts and getting jobs out.
2: No, I usually going to film maybe once or, or, or twice that week. I only post a video once a week. I can't do, I, I cannot do that. It's impossible for me to do three, four videos a week. Mm-hmm. Impossible. But I'll try to shoot one video a week and then I'll try to shoot it the moment I'm going to start a job. Once I start the job, I'm already planning, okay, let me just, um, how am I going to plan off talking about this um, particular job I'm going to print and try to find a little story on it? And I'll
0: step back a little bit. Like when you went from selling shirts on the street to getting into screen printing stuff, how did you learn then? Like, how did you learn how to print everything?
2: That was... Well, I I was asking once I was selling, I was asking my friend from Minnesota, how do these shirts? How you print the shirts? Because I never knew nothing about that. Oh, I thought everything was heat press. I never knew about an ink on a shirt and all this. And he's telling me all this and that. He said, "Look, you're gonna need some screens or a press. You're gonna need somewhere to cure." He explained just a little bit of it. And He said, "Just just try it and and see." So, funny thing, I just went online and I just bought this the four color press, the blue little press, that little um beginner the magnet one, the <laughs> little beginner one. And after I got everything, I got that, I got the flash dryer. Then I go, okay, how I do the design? I don't know nothing about computers or photo, you know, Photoshop, mm-hmm. nothing like that, I didn't even though that exists. And I was like, how you do this? And I called him and said, you need to take it to a designer so you could just separate the colors and put it to you and put it on film. And I'm like, okay. Then I find someone. And the moment I had a little job, it was like 40 shirts. And, the, and I go take the design to him. And he comes and charges me like $250 just to make the design. But I said, that goes my profit. I'm working for nothing. Right. And I was like, I didn't know about, I didn't know nothing about getting, you know, you have to know some type of Photoshop Mm -hmm. and doing the design. And luckily, I I say it was a blessing. I know this friend of mine, he lived in the same building. and He he does web designs. And when I told him about it, I said, look, every time I come from work this whole week, I come for two hours and I just come to your house and I just show you the basics of Photoshop.
0: Listen, after after I get done with my job, I'm gonna come over to your house and I'm gonna make you cheeseburgers for <laughs> two hours. And you're gonna teach me everything there is to know about Photoshop.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really
2: what happened. Yeah, and he he came every every day for about I, I will say maybe ten days, man, nonstop. He used to come around six, seven o'clock. So you got time? I said, You let him in and he's like teaching me the basic and said, now you know the basics, now it's all on you. You got to just go for it and try it on. And from there, I just started. I just started um, going out there, going to um, these delis, these restaurants, non um, nonprofit organizations. I, I had connection with a lot of the leagues, the little leagues. Mm-hmm. And the little leagues were the one that really, that really got me going because I had a lot of network of the little leagues. Right. No, that's awesome. From there on, I just stood. I loved it. I love because the thing about it is, you always learning something. You and I, I have to have my mind always trying to learn something new. I think that's the reason I got into YouTube and editing because I didn't know and I just want to know.
0: You can definitely tell, like that entrepreneur spirit of like okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to spend my free time learning this. And then, you know, you just keep, you're never just not doing something by the sounds of it. It sounds like you don't just like end your day at five o'clock, go home and like stare at a TV. No, it I sounds to, like you're like, yeah,
2: I gotta be constantly wanna, doing something. Even um, I do my, I edit and um, I started editing in a little, what was the name of it? Shotcut, a little free editing program. I only did it for about six months. Then I wanted to go to DaVinci Resolve. And that was not easy. That was, that was well, I was trying to figure things out, but now I, I, I'm learning. I'm learning every day. I always watch YouTube. A lot of YouTubers that talk about DaVinci Resolve and blew it up. When I started the screen printing, there was no YouTube. There was no YouTube channels really going out there for me to learn. But then I found um, Caspy, and Caspy, he was my teacher. The legend of screen printing. The legend. (laughs) (laughs) He was the legend. He, I, I watched him every. I watch his video like each video more more than twenty times just to understand. Jonathan
1: will be happy to hear that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, isn't that cool though? How. You are teaching people on your YouTube, and you also learned on youtube i mean yeah, youtube's so great, you know because i'm I'm the same way like i didn't there wasn't YouTube when I started screen printing, you know so i um it was it was way it took so long to learn screen printing or to learn anything back then now you can just mm-hmm. you just go to YouTube and do a search, and there it is you know so um that's really cool, but um, I was also thinking about how a small business entrepreneur, you know, like you're talking about all these different things that you do, you know, it made me think like, yeah, you have to know how to sell, you know, you have to know the skill of screen printing, you have to know finances and accounting. And I mean, there's all these when you're a small business, just a small shop, you know, you have to know so many different things. And if you're not working on one, you're working on the other, you know, like maybe, maybe this week, I'm not even sure what I'm going to do, but I could be working on something in production, or we have to make this process better. And then maybe on Thursday, it all shifts over to oh, okay, now I've got to work on sales or relationships, or whatever. And then on Friday, I'm working with, you know, HR or something, you know, it's like, there's so many there's different so many. parts that yeah. Um, I don't know, like it's, uh, it's always interesting, never boring. That's for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: And then once you figure something out, it's obsolete and you have to do it all over again.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And it's a, it's a nonstop, it's a nonstop. You have to always be trying to learn something. There's a saying, um, in business sales to say, when you are an entrepreneur on your own, right? you, You have, you're blessed with the benefits of, um, freedom and independence, but also you have a curse and the curse is also freedom and independence. <laughs> that when I heard that, I was like, that is that makes so much sense because you could easily just lay back. Right. Stay there easily. You could do that. You have so much time and you don't. What I learned, the most important part is you have to learn how to not manage your time because everybody always talking about managing your time. It's about managing yourself you have to manage yourself that's one of the hardest thing and more focus i try to stay with managing myself
1: what do you mean so, by that what do you mean by that exactly
2: like if let's say um i just got on um, prospects and there's no work yet so i just gonna stay home or look around no i'm gonna come to the shop i'm gonna manage myself come to the shop Every morning to five o'clock. Doesn't matter what you're gonna do. You're gonna find something to do with screen printing. You gotta reclaim screens. You gotta clean screens. You gotta. There's always something to do. You can't just stay home. It's not possible. I'm always figuring out. I have to come to the shop. I gotta clean the shop. I gotta clean the screens. I gotta let me um. Uh, email some prospects, and let me send them some quotes. There's always something to do, and when you're when you're doing it on your own, it's not easy. It's a lot, so and it keeps you always there coming here. Are you doing the? No, are you doing the whole the thing by yourself? Um, I mostly I do all the print. Thank God I have my partner, which is my wife. She handles all the quotes, all the accounting, all the invoices. I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to, because she, she's an accountant, so it was perfect for me. She was the one that told me how to uh, manage money, how to save money, because I didn't know that.
0: So she's an accountant by trade uh, already? Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. You couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah, I couldn't ask, better right. better.
2: <laughs> She was the one, because of her, I owe the business to get to where it was going, because I was running the business for like two years before I met her. And the business was not going nowhere.
0: It was don't just, lie. You you picked her. You were like, oh, she's an accountant. I'm
2: I'm going it. after her. I need <laughs> I need help with this. Right. And from there on she showed me how to manage money, how to save money. And, and you're then like, I, I love you, like, let's get married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized how important it is. It's not only learning how to screen print, learning how to sell, but the main point is the main, the most important part is that is the the how to manage your your finances. Because if you don't, you could be a great screen printer, a great salesman, but if you don't manage your finances, I don't know how you're doing it. Yeah, I, I agree with that one, for sure. Uh, very tough because it, it's I'm still learning. I've been going at it for five, six years, and I'm still trying to handle it. It's right. not easy.
0: Where were you when you first started? Were you out of, like, your house or?
2: Yeah, I started in my apartment. When I started, um, I have um, four children. My oldest daughter is 34 right now, but she had left the house at 18. Then I had my son that was 13, and then I had my twins, a boy and a girl. And when they were four years old, when I'm five years old, that's when I separated from the, um, their mother, my ex-wife, and she's a, a stewardess. She's always flying. She works for American Airlines, so she couldn't stay with the kids. So I stood with the kids. So staying with the kids and then leaving the job, it was a decision. My whole family and friends was like, you crazy. (laughs) What are you doing? And I was just so miserable, so depressed. I said, I had to, also I was just gonna, I was just gonna do some damage to myself. So that was a big, big part of my kids. Saw that part, saw that those four years, five years of struggle. And that's why they understand. And I and they they know there was some Christmas that we weren't we weren't having a, a big tree with a lot of gifts. So they understood that. But then they always stood with me. And I love I, I love my kids. This, they, they everything to me. They are the reason they motivate me to do something else and find myself. And I thank them for that. And from there on, I started um, trying to hustle, trying to look. I was I was selling shirts in the streets. I was doing the Little League. I was doing fundraisers for teams. For teams or fundraisers, I used to come over from Minnesota, look, this is the design. Just there. And then from once I got my press, I started doing the fundraiser for shirts because as us coaches in the Little League, the league don't supply nothing to you. You have to supply the balls, the cons, the practice, the – wherever you want to take them, it comes out of your pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Have you moved into doing like online stores for fundraisers and stuff no. like that? No.
2: In that time, fundraisers was in the streets. Go into businesses and just say, look, I could put your business on back of the shirt, your pizza shop, I'll put your pizza shop on back of the shirt, support it. You know, We're all a community here in the Bronx. And I, a lot of them, believe me, they they... They support. They 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 wanted that. They right. wanted to help these kids because that's the best. That was one of the best things to get these kids out of the streets, right? And have them on the field all day, and from there on, they're so tired they're going home. That's awesome.
1: We once did a. It's called Corey League here, the Little League baseball, and I got that account for a few years in a row. And what you had to do was because you were just you were just saying you were describing how the sponsors would go on the back of the shirts. Well, every single team had a sponsor and then the name like it would be like Dobbs Auto Tire Cubs or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. And so we would have to custom logo. It was a one color logo, but there were probably 250 teams, you know, and so wow. and there's only about. 16 kids to a team or something like this.
2: Yeah, that's the average, 15 to 16 kids.
1: Yeah, and so we did that 15 shirts, 250 times, you know, 250 different fronts. And then, uh, and I would order from stalls, you can order team packs like one through 20s, you know? And so we- Oh, like the
0: individual numbers?
1: Yeah, you know, and so that's how we did it. We just went one through, like they didn't, you couldn't choose your number. So you just went one through however many kids there were. Mm -hmm organizing that though oh my god and they had a <laughs> hat too <laughs> i feel like
0: i never when we do get a team order i never get the oh yeah just make it one through whatever like it's always uh-huh. like mm. it's always like little johnny's a uh, 14 and the next kid's 69 the next kid's like <laughs> double zero and whatever yeah. uh and i always like i don't know when i was out there doing it i feel like once in a while I'd always like mess one up and you don't have any more numbers and you're like, shit, how do I fix this? I remember once, uh what was it? It was like it was like a, a like a four or something, and I turned it into a nine by like cutting another piece of vinyl.
2: I've
1: totally done that. <laughs> or, I've made whatever three, it was. I've made a three into an eight or something right. like that. You know, things but The like funny that. part was,
0: is I like, I thought I was being slick and I was like, all right, this will work. And I sent it to the customer. And I immediately got that like <laughs> picture back. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is it? Like, what is this garbage you just sent me? <laughs> wow. um, and then I was like, I was like, I know, I know. But it, like, re- in reality, the only reason why I did that is because I didn't want like little Timmy to not be able to play with a jersey that week because it had to get there. I was like, I'll fix it. Like, I will send you another one. But like, I'm sorry. He looks like shit this week. Like, We'll make it better next time. So I don't, I don't, I mean, hands hats off to those people who do like jerseys and names and numbers like all day, every day, because that is not something I want to be doing.
1: It's hard to keep everything organized. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to to match the size, you know, to the number. And you think that, and then add to it, what if they want a name, you know, so you have to get the name right oh. and the number right on the right size. And you think, well, what's wrong? That's pretty easy. But it's not when you're in a, you know, you're doing hundreds of them or something and Yeah. you mess one up and you're like, ah,
0: oh. or you're going down the list and you accidentally <laughs> skip like the name or the number oh. and you switch to, and then <laughs> yeah. you don't notice until you're like 10 down that they're
2: that all slightly the wrong, off. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh,
0: it's the worst.
2: I remember the the first time I did some jerseys and I, the first one I did a vinyl. They sent me some, they, I think I got vinyl somebody, I cut off the vinyl and I put the shirt on the jerseys and then I went to go see the game. So I'm over here Watching them, you know, getting the game going, and the moment the kid starts running, the number one was flapping out for the jersey. Oh,
0: that's so. <laughs> I was kidding. like, "Oh
2: no, that's not good."
0: <laughs> that sucks so bad.
2: I was like, "Oh man, that kid was and then I go maybe what? no." It was like about three or four of them. the numbers were flapping. I was like, oh no, what a disaster.
0: Well, the funny thing is, is like, like I said, I'm not at all in that niche of like sports teams and whatever. Like we get random jobs from now and again that are like a team thing. And we'll, we'll print the front and we'll do like vinyl names, numbers on the back or whatever. But uh, my own hometown, like I went to school here. I live here they for they don't go to us which is hilarious to me because they're wow. literally like a mile away so like my own school and uh, the other part of that is is like we did a live print there once for like some team thing like they finally decided to like let us in and it was the worst event we ever did like they were just nasty people and I was like yeah that sounds appropriate this is my hometown um, <laughs> but the funny thing is is like, All these years, like the teams come to us and they're always for the fundraisers and they're always like, Oh, would you like to donate to our team? And I usually do. But what's funny is we never ever get to print their stuff. So like the field hockey team will come and be like, Oh, will you donate like $200 to the team? And I'm like, you guys never come here to print anything. Like
1: Dylan, I am, I'm sorry that I print for him. I'll I'll stop. Here's the thing, yeah. like I'll call, well, I'll call I'm them. I'm so
0: <laughs> glad, Andy. I'm so glad that you, <laughs> you just told me that it was you that they were working for. Cause I need uh-huh. to finish my story.
1: <laughs> oh, no. oh no. So the best,
0: the, oh, so good. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Uh, because what's funny is they always go to this mm-hmm. other place and I see the shirts around town that get done and they are so awful. <laughs> they got, they got these jackets done. They have like, oh, our our colors are maroon and gold. So they had these like windbreaker thicker jackets done for like one of the teams and they did vinyl on the back, but they didn't do like any kind of blocker or they might've printed them, but like the white turned like bright pink because the maroon bled through the names and numbers. So yeah, that makes total sense. They came from shirt Kong
1: then. Well, it was before I was using Monarch inks, so now it doesn't happen. Now it doesn't happen. Makes perfect sense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I saw in the beginning you had, like I was going through your Instagram and I saw like the earlier pictures. You had like Riley Hopkins and like Ryanette stuff. And you actually like were one of those guys that like paints your room to match your presses. Mm Mm-hmm what made you get into all the Anatol stuff? And then I saw you had to like repaint your walls red instead of green. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the, I will, when it comes to Ryan Ed that Riley Hopkins Jr. I will say is, is it was like the best um, press to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has, he came out with a market where beginners is just good enough to start and understand and learn the screen printing. Mm-hmm. and with the flash and the small little conveyor dryer it was like perfect it, that that press was amazing i was i got to learn through that machine even though it had the little joystick micro registration but took me a while to get it but i was printing some some stuff right on it with no problem it just takes a little longer but i will always recommend anyone that's starting Go to Ryanair, man. they right, their their, their press is just great for beginners. And then from I had it for about I will say five, five years. Five years I learned with that with the Riley Hawk. I was so happy when I got when I got all that equipment. I bought that equipment first the press with the flasher. Then later, I got the exposure unit and then much later, the conveyor dryer. I did everything. I didn't finance nothing. I didn't do nothing on credit. Everything was you work, you save money, you go buy what you need. I love that. No, that's the way to do it for sure. And from there, from that moment before, before all this, even when I had the Riley um, Jr., the, the press and the flasher, I had a, the the flasher from the first time, you know, the one with the blue, that come with that blue flasher. Right, right. I had that one, I had sold that one, but I stood with that little blue flasher and my dad uh, made me a poor man conveyor dryer. It was just like the press by itself. And all I do is put the shirt, have a flasher and just flip, flip the conveyor dryer to the flasher and then put another shirt to speed up the process. Amazing with these tiles, those ceramic tiles. On top, you know, they were, you put the shirt on top. That was a he, one thing with him, man, he he supported me. From the moment I said, this is what I'm going to do. He goes, hey, go with what you want to do. Do not spend your life miserable just for money. He said, don't ever do that. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing Good I advice. always got from him.
0: No, I I believe in that too. And I mean, there's always those people that are, you know, you're trying to hire somebody and they're like, well, I could go work and do this thing. And they pay like, you know, $30 an hour. I was like, you know why they pay $30 an hour? Because nobody wants to do that job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. I remember when um, I was just starting and I I quit too. And my job and I had, so I was forced to learn quick and to make money quick, you know? And I remember um, it wasn't coming in fast enough and they were coming to like repo our car and we had to keep oh. it in the garage and we had our press in there too. And so it was like tight. Like we had barely enough room uh, to pull in, but um, we were behind like three payments or something on our car. And so they were, they were coming to get it. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go, I saw this ad and for, it was for a screen printer. And so I'm gonna go apply. And so it wasn't for t-shirts. So it was for, I think they were printing boxes or something. It was like a graphics company. So I went there and uh, I interviewed like that day too. And I talked to these like four guys and went back to the production floor and I, and I talked to them. And, and then uh, towards the end, um, I talked to the manager, I guess. And they said, okay, well, um, we're gonna offer you the job. But then it turns out it was because they were getting ready to go on strike. And I was gonna come in and be like, uh, I guess a scab, you know, like I was gonna come in there and print. <laughs> You know, while while everybody left, and I was like, "No way, not doing that." And so I remember driving home, thinking that sucked because I was, you know, like oh, I wish I I would have got that because I would have helped, you know, make ends meet for a couple of months or whatever. But I guess it was like a blessing that that I didn't, and it was it was that kind of that kind of gig. And so instead, I just refocused everything and went harder. You know, um, and I got a hold of like the guy. Who was calling us to come repo? Like they actually were outside one time with this tow truck to take the car, and I got a hold of it was a Mazda, and so I got a hold of Mazda credit or whatever, and I was like, I struck a deal, and I paid them. I can't remember it was like a couple weeks later. The rest are, are enough anyway to to keep the car, and then. I don't know. Um, I'm so glad that I was all in uh, to screen printing and I wasn't trying to, to do it while I did something else. I was, it was kind of like you. That's how I got started. And because I just, every single day, like you said, I woke up and I managed myself. You know, Like you mm-hmm. said, I woke up and I knew that from the time I, I was awake, the entire time I was gonna be working on screen printing, it didn't matter. Like if it was midnight still, it just mm-hmm. didn't matter. And so I was just gonna work on figuring this thing out and and how to make a living at it and um it just forced me to do that faster i mean every 7 days a week there was no days off you know
0: yeah it's and still so, it's, it's still like that. Still yeah, I was gonna different. say we st- we still do that
1: now. Yeah, it's just more complicated. stuff. So. yeah, it's Sunday, right? When we're yeah, here. It's we're Sunday. <laughs> <ring-turning>.
2: <laughs> well, the best Sunday I had in a while, I'm chilling with you guys. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was yeah. pumped That's up all. since early as the morning to here waiting for this. <laughs> but it's true. when I started in the in my apartment, I had just a little walk-in closet that it was when I when I moved to that apartment, it was owned by a dentist. So that was the room where he had the chair and everything to do the job. Did he leave you a bunch of laughing gas? Oh, man, I wish he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So that little room was good enough so I could start the, put the press and to the screens and learn, learn how to print. And I remember my first job was my friend. When I got everything, he goes, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look out for you. Get me a hundred shirts, man. I'm going to go to Philly and it's for, to give it to the family. Maybe I'm going to sell some. This is the design I want. It was a one color print. So I come and I do the job and he did it to support. You know, that's how you, you first, when you started screen printing, you got to go to your friends first, to your family and friends, and then you're able to move from there. So I give him the 100 shirts. It was on a white T-shirt, black print, easy print. And I give it to him. Three months later, we're having a little barbecue in Vancouver and he invites me and I see him, and we're talking. And then with all the friends, he, I, I ask him, yo, what you do with those shirts, man? Did you get to sell them? He said, nah, man, everything was all crooked. It was on this side, one on this side. <laughs> all I did, all I used it was to wash my car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's but awesome that, that he supported you. And but it's, that was it, the thing. He said, I
2: did it to support you, you know, so you could get going with it. And then from there on, I started understanding about the alignment, getting it right, and trying to figure out, make sure every shirt I put, that print is aligned, because that stays in your head. That's an embarrassing moment. You go, hey, every shirt will broke yeah. it. Yep. You know, so that, forward, that pushed me. And I thank God that happened, because if not, maybe, who knows, how many other shows I would have done crooked.
0: Right. And we've talked about this before, like, we don't need to go super deep into it, but that's kind of like what I do with my employees, you know, like if they're learning and they, they mess something up, like I don't, it does suck to fix it. But I look at it as like, I'm glad they messed that up because now they know that like feeling of like, I messed this up. The customer was pissed off. I had to deal with it or somebody else had to deal with it. And they know like, oh, shit, I won't do that ever again. You know what I mean? Like, I'll try Mm -hmm. to not do that ever again. But if I just came at them with all these rules, they would just, like, hear it and then go out the other ear. Like, it's not a big deal. But when they actually mess up and get, like, oh, shit, I shouldn't do that ever ever again, then that sticks with them for sure.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, The other thing, too, you were saying, like, that dude supports you. Like, that's a great guy. Like, he didn't even say anything. He just ordered those shirts supported you Mm -hmm. that's what people should do i feel like a lot of friends always are like oh i'm a friend you're not gonna give me a friend discount Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) if anything they should pay that plus above and like do stuff to like be there for you not like to help
2: you at least um and i had a few friends thank god for for that yeah and i started just from there i moved on and then once i started on printing and getting um work from my schools when school, especially schools I don't deal with public schools here because there's too much politics involved but the schools I deal with is charter schools I got a good hand on on charter schools here in the Bronx so because only if you are the one in charge of that I'm only dealing with you right I'm not dealing with waiting no and then let me let me find out like in public schools it's only with you and if I build a relationship with you we're good mm-hmm. we, you know that's the beauty about dealing with charter schools So when I started um, printing, getting these jobs, I decided to go to a storefront and that was the worst mistake I did because I got into a storefront and I was there for about a year and I was making selling, but I was not enough to pay the overheads. Not enough. It was like, uh, yes, I could pay my bills, but it was not enough for me to upgrade on equipment. Right. So then I call my boy from Minnesota again and I tell him what's going on, what am I doing wrong? He said, he goes, Johnny, man, get out of the storefront. Your screen print, everything is online. Go get a studio or something. So you, if you're going to do a storefront, make sure you, you're you selling cups and shirts and bags, something in the side. He said, that's not going to do it. So you just give him money away. And from that moment, I ended up, I saw my boy. He showed me this little spot here. And from there on... I took and when I got here, this was not like this. This was a hollow. It was. I was going to say that
0: that's a really awesome looking shop. Whatever you're in right now. Yeah. Got like and nice white
2: floors, it. painted walls, brick. Yeah, it was. It's, 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 a, it's a good spot, and I've been here ever since. And this is another one that is a good friend of mine. He he's the one that his family um, is part of the landlord, and he he said, "Go ahead." Take it, man. He gave me a good little um um price for the rent, so I could grow, and that's another blessing. Are you like in a basement, or are you higher yeah, up? Yeah, it's like uh, here in a building. Is right right on a uh, how you call those when you just walk in. Mm-hmm. Like it's a- uh, You're just right on the ground in, floor. It's not under. Is you got? I got my own entrance from the side of the building. You just go in and you come right in here. That's awesome. Well, it's nice
0: for getting equipment in and getting yeah. your orders and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. So is that how do you get customers now is all online? Um, or can somebody come to your shop? Is there like a retail counter where they can order shirts? Where, where do you yeah, get them? Um,
2: yeah, usually, usually they will email, they will um, message me. They say they they want to pass over. Uh, they want to come over and I'll, they just come in and already, um already have the the quote, uh, the shirts to show them and some people, but mostly a lot of it is... Um, all um people that you already know orders that have been going on for years already like the nonprofit organizations the the restaurants the charter schools you already have a client um clientele base that you could work with
1: and then you you got the extras
2: that walk in Mm
0: -hmm. now when you were i I know we kind of talked about youtube a little bit already but uh What are you, are you seeing any customers coming from YouTube or is it more just like you're talking to nothing but screen printers?
2: Um, no, I I have gotten, I didn't go out of the, the city of New York, everything was local. But since last year I've been getting jobs from outside like Georgia, North Carolina, Boston, Florida and it's because of the YouTube channel. So it was a good move because the YouTube channel was mostly based on marketing. I needed to market a little more often. Another way of selling is market yourself. I don't care about how many views. It's, that's going to grow no matter if you're passionate of doing something, you're not really concerned about that. But it's about marketing. So I could tell people that, Look, you could go to YouTube and see my my work mm-hmm. instead of sending them to. And the part of YouTube that, that has really, really helped that I've been taking a good advantage of is since I already know, like, um, didn't uh, did said Andy, Andy said about learning how to edit and all that. Now all I do is go to the restaurant. So tell them that I do videos. I could talk about their thing, you know, and get clients like that. It's part of my sales pitch right now when it comes to saying
1: you offer you offer the that customer some video, mm-hmm. like some, some editing. you like, you'll go shoot a video and also edit it for them as, yeah. you know, as like a package.
2: Yeah. A little small video for their Instagram, you know, put a mini little video, papa, it's the little package. Oh, they love it. And they love it. And I use that as a sales pitch because I started going there with trying to do a YouTube. And then the guy goes, oh, this is YouTube? Okay, what do you do? Screen printing? All right, look, I need some shirts. I said, wow, that's a good one. I didn't go after that. (laughs) And then I just caught up. That's another little sales pitch right there.
1: Yeah, plus YouTube, uh, you know, it all figures into SEO too. You know, like the more you have out there from if you're like combining your website, Combining YouTube videos, Instagram, Facebook, everything, that all figures into when somebody goes and searches for screen printing in the Bronx or screen, screen printing in mm-hmm. wherever. Where are you at, Dylan?
0: Upstate. We're both in New York.
1: Yeah, but what's the name? I can't remember the name. You're Whitney Point. Whitney, Whitney Point. Yeah, or if you're in St. Louis and you Google screen printing, I mean, all of that stuff you have, all that content you have on YouTube helps people find you you know mm-hmm. and and then and when they do and they see that you know hey there here's this guy and he's like he's making cheeseburgers too well that's cool <laughs> that's my kind of shop
0: <laughs> well, the other part of it is that, like Google and even just the people watching, they see that you are knowledgeable on the subject. You know what I mean? Like people can learn from you, and they know that you are a leader in that space. Like, he has credibility, right? They, they Google will say you have credibility because you have like all this educational content, oh, and they'll wow. they'll throw more people your way too. So um, it's, it's just cool. kind of a win win for about
2: it. Yeah.
0: Now, when you make a video, and this is something like we've talked about here is because we made a couple videos videos um, on certain topics for our customers. Like if it was about T-shirts or discharge or whatever we were doing, um, are you doing like a bunch of research to make sure that your idea or your way of doing it is correct? So you don't give people like crappy information?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. If i if I if going to, um, let's say, I'll teach something, I'm going to let them know this is how I found it. This is how it is. But if I'm going to do something that I'm not really, I have done it a few times, I'm not really good at it, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to go and research and, li- and, and read up on it and make sure and then try it out and then say, okay, this is how it works. Right. Like right but- now, I have not done a video of discharge because I never got an order of that I wanna do discharge. So I'm not gonna make a video of discharge when I have no idea how even discharge works. But mm-hmm. so if I'm gonna do a video of discharge, I have to now get into it, um, read upon it, and then learn and try it, and then make a video of
0: mm-hmm. it. No, and I mean, it, it. it's good too, because it's forcing you to educate yourself, no matter mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? Like you could be like, and me and Andy kind of talked about this the other day, is it's like, you could get into screen printing, learn Plastisol, like the basics for doing, like you said, like sports teams or local schools. And you can just be like, totally like, this is what I'm doing now. Like you just like, I'm just gonna print this ink. I'm gonna do what I'm doing and it's good. But you're never like trying to elevate yourself to learning more about your trade and your skills and all this other stuff. Um, So doing the videos is just forcing you to continually educate yourself.
2: Yeah, to open that door, like the, the um. Those transfers, the uh, plastic transfer papers. Right. That I had learned because I want to make a video of it. So it was pretty good. The other one, the foil, same thing. I didn't do foil, but I did it. I learned to make a video of it. Now I know how to do, do the foil and everything. I even right. found out that there's something that you could put the whole um, design, let's say the the whole design, and there's a part that you, you just don't want that foil to stick in. That's another type of ink. That you could put the foils, stick everywhere else except that part that you put that different type of ink. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. I haven't tried it, but yeah, it
1: you know, even if you even if you do a video and you put up something that is wrong or is something that you know maybe somebody else does differently, well, that causes engagement, and somebody's going to go in there and comment and say, "Hey, you know, maybe you do it that way, but here's how we do it." Mm-hmm. I think all I think that it doesn't matter. Like even if you put up something that you know, this is the way you do it because I saw yeah. you post. Uh, you had one where you were talking about pulling versus pushing. Yeah. You know, and like why you decided, like with white ink, you wanted to push because of, um, you know, it's, it's difficult on a manual press to print mm-hmm. white ink it and is. Print over and over with certain mesh counts, especially. Mm-hmm. And so. You decided that pushing is is best for you. Where some people maybe pulling is is better. You know what I mean. And so, and you like you said you liked wooden squeegees, wooden handle squeegees, and yeah, some people like um, metal ones. And so, I think that giving that information out and why you like it though is really important because there's going to be a lot of shops that like wooden ones. I personally like wooden ones, and there's going to oh, be a okay. lot of shops that like metal ones. You know, and so for for whatever their reason is, and so. No matter what, you know, giving your opinion on um, what you found works best for you in your shop is going to be helpful, even if it even if it doesn't work for the other shop. I think that conversation is what's important.
0: Yeah, Uh, and the other part of it is too is it's like it's not there's no hundred percent right way to do anything. Like everybody has their own artistic flair on how they do things, and it all works out in the end. Like as long as the end product looks great, then there's like a million ways to do things. So you giving them or anybody giving you know, constructive criticism on how to do something. is just fo- like forcing you to figure all the ways out and then figure out which way works best for you. So, yeah. um, no, I mean, I give you, give you praise for that. And I kind of want to get
1: any, I was going go to ask if you ever got any haters like going on and oh, I'm you. sure. <laughs>
2: um, I think the only ones are the ones that have common, Oh, he you to know, other people comment and say, no, he's too busy to comment because I only really go to YouTube and, and answer all the comments maybe once a week. I cannot do it every day. You know, sometimes I'm doing other things and I forget. I'd rather just take one day just to answer all the comments on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I can be on that every day. It's right, just
0: scouring comments all day long. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you yeah. have people say that, you know, but not, not, not that much. You know, I'm, I'm glad I don't get that. A lot of that. I get a lot of people telling me this way is better. Have you tried this? Or have you tried that? that well, that's a good, that's,
0: that's good constructive criticism. It's not mm-hmm. just that guy coming on there like, Oh, what a hack! You're an asshole.
2: No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Andy, did you hear about Ryan? Kasparian,
1: um, consulting. Yeah, is that what you're going to talk about?
0: Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, I told him I would uh, mention it because he's one of the go-to guys that I talk to if I have any issues or want to learn something about a shop. Because he's one of those guys that's been everywhere, and he was running production at Denver Print House. Decided he wanted to go out and do consulting and do, you know, hang out with shops and talk about how to make is better so wow. wait so he's uh,
1: not in cons- he's not at denver print house anymore nope
0: full-time okay. consulting now
1: oh wow cool
0: yeah so he just started a consulting thing called covered in ink uh, his instagram is covered in dot ink um, but yeah go hit him up if you have any questions or bottlenecks or something he'll come out to your place and set you straight and help you out and He's just a great dude, like super knowledgeable printer. So,
2: cover cover what?
0: It's covered in dot ink on Instagram. I don't know if he has a website yet. Like he just like started it up.
2: No, I'm just writing it down. Make sure I want. Yeah, it check
0: it out. him out. hmm Lots of tips and tricks. Um, he's just a just a good guy. So, I wanted to make sure people knew.
2: That's what I, I, I try to um, I tell people that are looking at all oh, about YouTube and all that. I always mention you guys because, like I said before, right now, you are the ones that I'm always having there in the morning. I watch because there's so much information. Every time you have someone in there, they are I'm learning something, something I didn't know. And that's it's the only really channel out here on YouTube if you want to learn about not only screen printing, about running a business. Because so everybody's into one or know how to screen print, but they forget you're going to learn screen print, believe me. You're going to do a lot of trials and errors, but yeah. you should be a little focused on running a business.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What is, what, are, what does it um, cause? Because like I know you guys have a lot of employees, you have a big shop, and people have asked me, Do I want that? And I'm one like um, Cam from the Print Life, I'm one that I don't want that. I don't, and that's OK. You don't have to. If you want that, you could ha- you could go for that. But if you want to stay small, you know, you got your time and you want to grow with it, you Just look for other avenues for income that has to do with the, the printing, you'll be OK. But you have to figure that out yourself and that's why your show does it gives people that that way of saying these, oh the one that you have is a runs a big print shop this one runs a real small print shop and let people see both sides that you still could do it, it doesn't matter if you have 10 employees 20 employees or you just doing it by yourself
0: yeah no and that's one thing is like me and andy were talking about too on the drive the other day in chicago it was just like we don't claim to say, we're not those people that claim to say we know everything about everything. Like we're doing this as just two dudes talking and learning from you or from anybody. You know what I mean? We just do this because we love the industry and we want to talk shop, but like mm-hmm. we're constantly learning stuff too. We're always, we're, we're like you said, we're, we're doing this because in our free time, we want to like, you know, grow and learn new things and yeah. whatever. So it's the same thing. It's just all three of us are on the same page here. You know, we're not like us two are like interviewing somebody to be like, what are you doing wrong? And we're here to fix it for you. Yeah. It's like, no, like, <laughs> well, let's just talk about what we're all doing and we'll yeah. figure it out
2: together. That's the beauty of your channel because it's about that And as screen printers, you know, especially you all by yourself or mom and pop shop, you ain't talking to nobody. You're just printing. You're not really encountering. You don't see, it's not like you could bump into screen printers everywhere. So when you have an opportunity, especially with YouTube that is giving that way, you could listen to people talking about printing, screen printing, running a shop. That's that's amazing. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, we um we haven't been around screen printers in a in a while because of you know, <laughs> conventions are aren't happening. And then so we were in Chicago and we went to dinner to uh Steven from Campus Inc. and he had barrel maker Justin over. And there was me and there was you, and for the first time like in a while like there was a there was a bunch of us and i was like i was interested like are we going to talk about screen printing the whole night or is it going to where you know where is our conversation going to go but i would i would bet that probably 80% of all talk was screen printing talk you know and then there was the bullshit it was like even if even when we started talking about oh you know how's how's life are you are you going to indiana for for vacay okay cool it always went back to screen printing though you know it's isn't it crazy but it was awesome like
0: it was was awesome it's always good but like i said the thing is is we could start talking about screen printing we'll we'll you know talk bring up a topic and then someone will be like oh well i figured this out and then we'll be like oh yeah what does that thing do and then we'll all get into it and talk about it so it's like I don't know. I just can't get enough of talking to people about it. So it rules. And it was such a fun trip just to hang out with all those people. And Steven, thank you for the tacos and the pizza.
1: Yeah, you got tacos and pizza. Like that's I the com- that's the mix. That's Well, the, the funny thing was, is we were sitting there eating
0: <laughs> chips because they got mm-hmm. chips. And then all of a sudden they brought in like four pizzas and we were like, oh,
2: there's pizza too? Nice. That's my, sec- my second favorite one pizza. Burgers and pizza. That's Burgers serious. and pizza, huh? I could have pizza with any time, a- anywhere. Any.
1: Have you had? Have you ever had Chicago style pizza?
2: No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, that's we did. Okay. On-
1: <laughs>
2: <You're> <laughs> yeah, that's okay.
1: You're not missing anything. No, we had. Uh, sure. Where would they take us? Like Louie, somewhere, some other. It remember was Lou
0: something. It? I don't remember. Oh, Lou. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk smack about it.
1: No, we're talking <laughs> good things. Like it no, was. But the- d- it was, it deep was delicious. Dish? Is that what they call it? Deep, it was deep dish. Yeah. Deep dish. But the thing deep is, dish, is I've yeah. always I was living, deep
0: in, deep. living in New York, I've always heard that, like, you know, that feud of like New York style or deep Chicago style or whatever. And then being in Chicago, I was like, we were at M&R and we were telling the guys like, hey, like we want to go somewhere and have like real Chicago deep dish. So are like, all right, let's go. There's like two big places that everybody says to go to. And we went to one of them and then we got deep dish and it was amazing. Like it was super good. Like it was a delicious meal, but I, as I was eating it, I was like, this is not like, this isn't pizza at all. It's like, like someone, it's, lasagna. it's like, it's like pie lasagna. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is delicious. All the ingredients are amazing and tastes like pizza, but it's not pizza. It's a casserole. so so, I mean I don't like I said I don't want to talk bad about it because it's good it's Mm. just in my opinion it's not like you can fold a slice in half and walk down the street and
1: and I can only eat one piece right because it's like one and a half two pieces pretty thick
0: well, that was the thing too. Like on the menu, they have like personal size. And I was like, I'm not a personal size kind of guy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they have like small, medium, large. And then there's like this massive thing. And I was like, oh, I'll get a small. And that was even me being like, oh, I shouldn't eat like an asshole in front of all these people. I'll get a small. And then I can only eat half of the small, like a personal pan is what Joanne and Andy got. And I was mm. like, I should have just totally gotten that. Um, But yeah, no, it was, it was good. It just wasn't it's not pizza. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you are you doing more with the food thing, or are you just gonna like showcase it on your YouTube now and again?
2: Yeah, it's just a showcase and um, for the YouTube. But the other thing is that I've been doing it lately for the classes. Since the problem with last year with this COVID thing, you know. I, it, in a way, it just opened your mind up to be more creative because I lost the charter schools. I lost the Little League. I lost the Puerto Rican, the Irish, the Dominican, the Cuban parade, which, and the breast cancer parade, I lost. I have a big, big little clientele when it comes to, on October, going to another for the um, breast, breast on, um, parade, I mean, um, event, the, the walk which is huge and I suffer from that. It was very, it was very tight I see you. But what I survived was because I started thinking about giving classes. And the classes was the thing that really has really has grown. Sometimes I cannot have it on a Saturday because I have work, but if I, if I could, I could have it once a week, twice a week if I could. Because so many people have emailed us for classes. And it's on a list. We only could do three, four per class, you know, for the social distancing. And that really has grown. And if it wasn't for for, for me to open myself up of, I I gotta figure out how to get some income because when you lose the schools, when you lose the little league, that's a big chunk of my revenue yearly. And the classes have made up and that's something I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep the classes. I bring the food. With, they come with the classes. Then we do a little um, burger, a little sandwich. And they love it. They stay here for five hours. And the beauty of it is that they get to learn. We are conversating like what we are right now about screen printing. And these are entrepreneurs that, that want to get into screen printing. And one thing I have noticed Dylan and Andy, that most of the, the students are women. Women really are looking to become a more entrepreneur and getting into this industry. They love it. They, they, I already know a few that already have opened up shop. That's and awesome. Crazy. That's super rad. We need more of yeah. that.
1: We do need more of that. I have a f- couple of customers right now that are that are killing it, and they're both girls, and yeah. they uh, they have their brands, and they're doing such a great job. I even met with uh, one of them, you know, about how we could help them further, you know, with regards to uh, fulfillment and stuff, because she can hardly keep up, you know. And so, so yeah, I love it. Hey, can we yeah. take another quick timeout because your audios starting to break up a little bit. I'm not sure why.
2: You
0: guys, hey hey man, you're better. We're
1: ready to rock and roll. All
0: right, sorry about that, folks. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time away. It gave me and Andy time to reflect on feelings. (laughs) Uh, So so, (laughs) it's all good. Oh man, you're the bad (laughs) dude. All right. I remember what we were talking about.
1: I don't either. um, But I can tell you, I wanted to talk about the fact that we're still hiring. And I think every screen printing or most screen printing shops are still hiring. And I was complaining about it for a couple of weeks, you know, like, man, like, we're we're hiring, I can't find anybody. And just, you know, complaining about the whole situation. And then I decided, that's, that's bad energy, you know, like, that's, that's negative energy, just complaining about it, and I'm going to do something about it. And so, I started to like really focus on, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to find help? Like what, what's, what, what, what's my plan? And the very next day I got an email from a company that in St. Louis is downsizing. And, and it said that, Hey, we, we've got a lot of people here that I don't want to lose their jobs and we think they're great. And um, would you be interested? Do you have any openings and would you be interested in talking to me about that? And so I really didn't do anything. Like I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I had no plan. I was just trying to change to a plan and trying to, trying to put that positive energy in the air. And then look at that. Look what happened.
0: And what I told oh. you when you were in Chicago <laughs> and you told me that story was you said that in their email, they said, people, I didn't want to let go. <laughs> no. They added the to let go in at the end because they didn't want to, they wanted you to take them.
1: No, it's not that sort of thing. It is not. Mm-hmm. It's that they it's that they don't want to They're compete. like, "Hey, how do I
0: send my worst employees to my competitor so that I will come out on top <laughs> and, and they will
1: sabotage us <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: or they're going to, they're going to send them to your place and they're going to be there for like two, three months. And then they're going to leave and go back to that place and take all their knowledge with them. Yeah, like
1: tro- That's the Trojan horse sort of.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I just put that into your mind. So is that <laughs> no, t- that's, that's not what's different?
1: happening. What's happening is, is I put positive vibes out there and I'm getting them back. That's what, that's the real, that's how it works. That's how life works. If, if you're going to sit and I, and I'm not joking, I truly believe it, that if you're, if you're going to complain and not do something about your situation, that's, that's negative energy. And that's, and, and regardless of whether you come up with the plan and you, and you put it into action, or if just something comes your way, I just believe in that, man. Okay. And so, um, I shifted it. I shifted the whole dynamic of it. And, and who knows, like the, the people that I, that I talk to or that the person has to let go or whatever, they may not work out here, they might not, might not be a good fit, yeah. but it's like the start of something, right? I mean, it's something. It's better it's than open. nothing. It's better, better than, than
0: nothing. nothing, yeah. So, so I- uh, I'm, pull, I'm pulling for you, man. I hope they work out.
2: Thanks. That was, one, that was one thing my mom used to always say, don't ever point your finger, only point it at yourself. Very <laughs> that true. That lets you know. Take you got to handle it. Whatever it is, is on you. Anybody did something to you, is on you. You deal with it. That's how you grow from it. How to get away from that?
1: That's hard though. That's the, yes, that's it the hardest. It's it's really easy to complain and put your finger at somebody else. Yeah. Like, oh, you're you're the you're the reason why um, my life is this way or whatever. But when you figure out if you can point it back at yourself and and then make the changes that are necessary to put yeah. you in a different situation. That's hard at first, but then it's so much easier afterwards. Yeah.
2: There's there's a saying also that if you... It's easier to be mad, angry, you know, in a bad mood. It takes work to be in a good mood. (laughs) Takes work. (laughs) Uh,
0: You were talking about being in the Bronx and stuff. Like, do you... There's got to be, like, a ton of printers in that area.
2: Yes, there is.
0: Are you dealing with a lot of that with, you know, competition or are you kind of trying to set yourself apart?
2: Yeah, I'm, comp- I, I believe that I have set myself apart from them because a lot of them is just that all style way, come into the shop, what you need, what you got, and that's, and that's the end. get your order. This is the quote, be done. Me, me. i gonna, i gonna, I'm gonna ask questions. I'm gonna say, what are you interested in? Well, I deal with a lot of um, brands a lot of people that are starting their own brand their own line and they'll come at me they'll come with this design with a lot of colors and I'm gonna break it down to said, look it's better if you go with just one this amount and, and and help you I'm gonna help you out how to grow because I'm gonna let you know what happened what well, worked with this one that started doing that and what's working with this one that he's just doing this so they want that experience. And at the same time, you're building that relationship because at the end, it's all about trying to build a relationship with that client. Because if you don't build a relationship with that client, you're going to be looking for a lot of clients every time. You want right. to hold on to that client. Mm-hmm. And they call me, they, they, sometimes they text me, they, they post, they, they tag me with, look, look at the shirts. You know, I, I, I bumped into this comedian that's wearing my shirt there was one like that. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. You know, and they let you know what's going on. And that's that makes me happy because I'm about relationship. Mm-hmm. About building a relationship, I'm very happy that I'm talking to you guys because I know there's gonna be a relationship. I'm gonna have one of your numbers and I'm gonna be bugging you, Dylan. So okay. going to be I'm all for it, man. <laughs> man.
0: I'm all for it. I'm already gonna hit you up for that fucking burger recipe, so just be ready for that.
1: I noticed when he made that burger. Did you see he put butter on top, dude? Like that you, was the you, thing.
0: As he... I watched the video with the burger, and I was like, "All right, this is just gonna, he's just fucking making burgers in the shop." And then I saw like the paintbrush with the butter, and I was like, "He's." he's He knows.
2: He knows a couple things. That's right. And and, and the butter. The butter. The the butter makes it much better. And the combination. (laughs) I didn't show the combination. I took that meat with. I took a regular chuck and I did it with some New York strip, but with a lot of the fat to make it a little more juicier.
0: Okay, so pretty much, Andy, we have to go to the Bronx and get burgers while we hang out at his shop, right?
1: That's right. Tell me, we didn't lose him again.
0: I think we no, might have. He's just holding really still. Hold on.
1: <laughs> no. Um. Chad? Have good fun luck. with this one, bud. <laughs> <laughs> what up?
2: Oh man, sorry about that, fellas.
0: Dude, it's all it's all good, man. We're just hanging. The best part about this episode is gonna be that Chad's gonna edit it and you would have teleported three times. You would have went from your press to the other spot to outside.
2: (laughs) This is this is the little backyard here with the grill here.
1: Oh man, right next to the grill. It's a nice ass grill too.
2: Bronx, I'll do some burgers. We got a little backyard here and everything from the shop. So
1: love it. Beautiful, beautiful. So So, uh, yeah, so this part of the show, we ask if you have any questions for us.
2: Questions. One of my number one questions for both of you is how you guys manage your um, business finances. The first five, six years
0: I was all over the place. I, I didn't know shit about like money management or business other than I knew how to talk to people, get orders, print shirts, whatever. Um, and then I came across profit first at one point, cause I was kind of struggling. So that made me want to like, check it out. I wasn't struggling. Like we were fine here. It's just, I was shitty with money. Like money would come in, I would blow it and then we would have none. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came across that book, it was more about like, um, you know, take care of your shit first and then you'll have profit. Um, and then. So they were kind of saying like at the end of every day or whatever, just automatically split everything and take your profit out. And then whatever's left is just your expenses. So pretty much what I ended up doing is not doing all the bank accounts and all the other stuff. I just do did basically at the end of every day at like four o'clock, I buy everything I need for all those orders for everything that came in that day. And then whatever is left is my profit to do what I need to do with. Um, so the struggle I had for the first five years was I was always, you know, whatever the, the saying, like robbing Peter to pay Paul. I was always like, oh, well, I don't have enough for that to buy the goods for that order because I blew that money. So when I get the next two orders in, I'll take that money, buy that blanks and so on. And it was a nightmare. It's just sucked. Yeah. So pretty much my thing now, like I said, is I order everything that I need that day. I'm always ahead, the the, the inks, the the shirts, everything's always here. And then the money I made that day is always like there. And then I can use it for the expenses. And obviously I had to cut back on being an ass with my money and I'm, I'm way, way, way better now. So, um, things have been great over the past, you know, like four or five years when it comes to money, because I put those things into place. Like you do need to do the research and figure out how to be better with finances and money. So, um, that was kind of my experience. And, I'm in a great situation right now. I'm like you where I since the beginning have been like, if I don't have the money to buy it, I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so owning the building, owning my equipment, and now having the profit at the end of every day and knowing what I can do with it has just been amazing. So that's awesome. That's that's, that's the way that, that I do it.
1: Yeah, that's a tough question. I think um I mean, me personally. I don't need a lot of stuff and I think when when I started it was basically just like a ramen diet sort of attitude, you know, and so I never I never initially anyway if I ever made money, I would just put it back in the business, you know, I would buy equipment. I would buy stuff that made made me efficient. And I did that for long enough I guess where it paid off, you know, and so it came to a point where I didn't have to eat ramen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, and I had stuff that made, uh, that made me efficient. And so, I don't know. Um, I don't have any, any secrets other than, I don't, I don't spend above my means. I don't, I don't really like stuff, uh, like a lot of stuff really. And so-
0: When Andy goes home, I've been to his house. It's just like a white room with nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he sits on the floor. And, and he has no, an iPad that he watches he TV have, on.
2: He doesn't have a nice frame of your picture, Dylan?
0: No, wall. nothing. He has no pictures of anything on any walls. <laughs> he sits in the middle of this room and he just lays down a mattress. And when he's done <laughs> watching whatever he's watching, he just lays back and sleeps like a dead body until morning and then does it all over again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny, but I, I really, I mean, I think that's... I think it's important when you're there's, I think you go through different phases, you know, at, with your business. I think the early phase, you, uh, it's like the ramen phase and you need to reinvest is everything you have. I mean, that's, that's how I wanted to do it. And so um, then there's maybe the second phase where you, you can relax a little bit and you have, um, you have more uh, to spend and, and, and you can uh, maybe make it to this third phase if there's three phases that we're talking about yeah. and, um, that's, that's now, and that's, you know, everything is working. It's worked well for, um, for, for years. And, um, I don't ever think about it. Like I don't ever think about, it's not, I didn't want to be check to check and that's why I started my own, one of the reasons why I started my own business is being check to check is an awful way to live, you know? And so, you know if you get if you're check to check and you get a flat tire, then what are you gonna do and so um I used to live like that uh, and i and I hated it, you know, and so I never wanted to live like that again, and I make sure that if I get a flat tire, I just get a new tire you know and so I think though that how that how I got there was that sort of what you said early on in this episode is that I wake up and I, and I come to work every single day and I don't have to come to work on the weekends necessarily anymore. Um, Sometimes I do, but if I think if you do that and you do that for years and you do that, if you're determined and you do that over and over again, that, um, you know, you get yourself into a spot where, where it doesn't have to uh, you don't have to worry about um, flat tires or anything like that. And so um, I don't have any, any secrets though, as far as I don't use profit first. I know that Dylan mentioned that earlier. I, I looked at it or I read a little bit about it, but I just didn't think it was for me. It probably would help things, but I'm just at a spot now where that I don't think it would matter. And so, um, so yeah, I don't know if, if that answered your question though.
0: <laughs> no, I, think the, I think the biggest thing is to just be, to educate yourself on stuff and don't live above your means. I feel like a lot of people try to get in the rat race and they, trying to get everything they see everybody else has and they're actually not ready for it yet. Like yeah. me and Andy are where we are now and, and people wanna try to get to certain levels or even us, like we see things above us, but it took 10, 12 years to get here. It's not like we were in year one and we're like, oh, let's go get all this stuff. So,
2: yeah,
0: you know, but do what a, you can when you can.
2: That was a great answer. I like that three faces, that's mm. perfect. Perfect. That's exactly what it, what we're going through. You know me. I mean? Already from about two years ago, I already has told myself I'm only doing screen printing. I'm not doing no embroidery. No heat press stuff. I'm just strictly screen printing. It makes it easier for me. I already have a niche and I could keep with that instead of trying to move forward. Maybe later, but now I'm still feeling I'm only want to do screen printing. That's all I do.
0: That's perfect.
2: You know you're going to learn how to screen print. You know, you got people, you're gonna understand that, but the one that you really have to focus on managing your income.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I would just think that in that, in that first phase, or even if you're in the second phase and you all of a sudden find yourself back in the first phase, just get small. You know, don't, don't spend money, however you can, whatever that means, I don't know, cancel cable, whatever it takes, <laughs> you know, don't get Starbucks. And so don't spend money. And then mon- and when you do get money in, buy a piece of equipment that makes you more Invest invested it. <clears throat> yeah hundred mm-hmm. Invest. um so we can go to shop hacks you got any shop hacks for us any shop hacks yeah
2: well uh, a little shop hack that I just got was when i'm doing um when I um wash off a stencil on the screen, and for some reason you know I don't have the that air pressure to blow out the water from once you rinse out the screen. For some reason, every time I placed it, there was something on part of the image that the ink was not going through. It was like greasy. Clear, yeah. And for some reason, I just just said, let me just grab this damn Windex I got here. Let me see (laughs) what happens. And I used the Windex. And I clean it all up, and it, it it goes away. I was like, "Wow, I just solved that a few days ago."
0: <laughs> That'll work. You can do that. But really, what it is, it's underexposure. It's, it's like under a exposure. It's a it's a little bit of your emulsion running, like when you get your screen wet and you blow it out. Yeah. It's a little little bit of your emulsion running into, like in that water that you blew out. It's it like rolls into. And Then if you hold it up to the light, you can see like that, like clear kind of mm-hmm. blocking your stencil yeah. yeah it's it's because your your emulsion's a little underexposed so i would just try like maybe another couple uh, it depends on what exposure you have but maybe
2: if, two seconds three. right seconds. if
0: you had a if you were going like real low times like seconds in your thing i would say maybe do like 10 more seconds or something or five more seconds okay. and see if because ideally yeah you could probably use windex and get that to go away or make sure you dry the stencil really good but if you adjust your time you shouldn't have to worry about right. it
2: that's you know, great. Thank you. I like that
1: one. But I would say, um, first of all, I've done that before because, you know, I think probably 90% of the shops underexpose on purpose because they get a little better image, you know. Well, they, want, uh, and they don't want
0: to overexpose because yeah. they
1: don't want to overexpose. And so you err on the size of under. And if you're not doing a large run, let's say, it's not going to, you know, necessarily uh, affect you. And so. That's how we used to do it um, I would say and, and then I and I did discovered the same thing because every once in a while there'd be some haze in the screen that just wouldn't come out not even with water and so I was like we were just trying I just grabbed, like you said randomly grabbed a bottle of Windex sprayed it on there and it worked like yeah. it actually got the haze out <laughs> and so every once in a while if you if you run into an underexposed screen because maybe your emulsion was, it was too thick or whatever and it's slightly underexposed and you get a little haze in there that's a trick. For sure yeah, that works.
2: Uh, that's good to know that it, it is underexposed. So because mm-hmm. it comes out very easy. Once I start washing it off, right. you know I never have issues um taking down the stencils, washing out the stencil never real quick. So I'm thinking it's perfectly exposed, but now.
0: um, Well, I just don't want to say like you use that every time and use that from now till forever. I'm just saying that's a great issue if it's if you're in a pinch and you got to get the screen clean and Mm -hmm. go to town and go to print because that screen will be fine after you put Windex in it. But I'm just saying, like, you could fix that to never have to do that again if you just adjust your yeah. times a little bit more.
2: No, and I, I want to work on it because it's better to fix it because sometimes, yeah, you get a little, you pass a Windick, but still after you do that and then you're going to pass that ink again, that's all the pieces still didn't go through is a headache. Yeah, no, it's not sure. it's not it's not quick, so it makes it better that okay. Let me adjust this. Um, uh, uh, I'm a little underexposed, so let me go up. Just do Maybe. a little bit more time. Just a little you more use, time. Um, and test it out.
1: You happen Great. to use Easyway products? Easyway? Mm-hmm.
2: No, I have here the that you, you I'm talking about Easyway, and the the one I'm already getting in contact. I'm gonna order is the other the ink that you said is Modern. one of the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to see if Alex can mail you a step test or an exposure calculator of some sort that you can put on your screen. And it'll get you real close to where your exposure needs to be, if you, unless you already have one. No, I don't have one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got it.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Andy.
1: Yep, sure thing. All right, cool. All right. Well, let's do um, quick takes. Yep. The first quick take is, is, what is your go-to beverage?
2: Crystal Light. I haven't
0: heard about Crystal Light in forever I didn't know that yeah, was Crystal a
2: Light, that's all I drink I do it in my house I, I have it here, I've got the big quart and there's no sugar and it tastes, you got the peach um, lemon flavor which is my best my favorite Oh, but I'll go with <laughs> Crystal Light
0: Alright Hey man, if that's what you like
1: <laughs> As he drinks his gold peak tea mm-hmm. Yeah
2: cause I love I like Golden iced tea peak. And I wanted to find some Cause the iced tea The other one The sugar was a little too much I was des- No sugar man No sugar that one has Yep. Okay Yeah that's why I wanted to do something With no sugar And crystallite was the one That I've been drinking for a while, for years already
0: mm mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah that's awesome
2: My kids that... don't like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well it's more It just means more for you yeah. <laughs> right, and that's like with me. Like uh, this is a tangent, but that's like with me at home because like my wife uh, is like gluten free, sugar free, dairy free. Oh. so it's like anything good in the house, I don't have to worry about her eating. Yeah. So like it's all for me, which is why I have this amazing physique.
2: Oh, so we relate because my, <laughs> my my wife is the same way. She's gluten free. She don't eat no no sugar, no dairy. No, yeah. she keeps right. away from that. It's just meat and
0: vegetables all day. Long. Just
2: meat, yeah. She's more of that meat and all that. Pretty, pretty cool.
0: What's your uh, most recent read or listen?
2: Well, I'm really. I don't really read, well, but I love podca- the podcasts, and I listen to some podcasts. I listen to this guy for for lady. I've been hooked on the business, the sales business side of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. There's a few out there. And some politics, you know, I listen to politics and some I go in the rabbit hole like the way you do. One day we could go in the rabbit hole. We'd be talking for hours if you want to go out there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm into those type of podcasts. <laughs> That's good. It t- to
0: me, after doing this, uh, this episode, it seems like you really are into education and bettering yourself and making your business better. So I, I, I appreciate
2: that about you. Yeah, thank you.
1: What advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
2: My 20-year-old self, the advice, I say it to myself a lot is, um, find yourself. Don't follow what other people are saying. Look for what, what, what do you want to do with your life instead of going with what people are telling you you should do. Because I did that a lot. What people tell you, this is what you gotta do. This is you gotta get into a warehouse. You gotta look for a pension. You gotta work. You know, on healthcare and all this, and and you gotta and that I will tell like my kids. I'll say you do find what you want to do and don't worry about it. Once you find it, you right. that's nothing but success. Once
0: the rest there. will come after that. What's uh? What's the most Bronx thing you do?
2: The most Bronx thing we do is, well, before the this happened, is go and go meet up with the softball. The guys playing on the field, softball. They got barbecue, everybody talking, drinking. That's something I miss. It's
1: the is, uh, are they going to do that again soon? Do you know if there's going to be softball this summer?
2: I don't think so. The leagues right now are not even doing it that much it's like a lot of parents don't want to bring the kids a lot of people are still a little hmm, we don't we want to wait it's not out there I, I go through the fields. there's three fields around my area up here in the Bronx and they're usually empty I'm like but well, we before at this time it was packed Packed with with everybody, family gatherings, barbecue, and all that. And that's what I miss. I miss, that's the thing about the Browns is you could go play some softball and enjoy the the weekend.
1: Well, I hope it comes back for you soon, man. Yeah, for
2: real. Yes, we're hoping for that.
1: Um, well, so what would you say the best lesson that running a screen printing shop has taught you?
2: The best lesson, well, I will have to say the best lesson is I I found out how to um but budget my my money because I didn't know I wasted so much money and this this really helped me how to manage your money because once you're into this business or any other business on your own you have to do that you have to know how to manage your money and before we worked, and you make because you you thinking about every week I'm gonna get a check, so I don't care what I do this week with that money. As long as I pay my my bills and everything, I got all this left is to spend. But when you doing your when you running your own business like the screen print shop I'm running here, you no know, anything you got left is valuable. You're gonna save it. You're gonna pile it up. You're gonna what you're gonna invest it on? Are you gonna go get a new? heat press or on most screens, or let me go and spend some on this um, type of ink. And that's what I love about it. Um, I'm always learning. I still have not learned not even half of what screen printing has to offer, not even half. Neither of
1: we, um, so you're all right. I'm with you, man. Uh, this shop has taught me, definitely taught me how to manage my money better for sure. So, so I'm with you.
0: What would you be doing if you weren't printing shirts?
2: what I would be doing out a printing shirts. <laughs> oh, man. If I would have stayed at, in Crassdale Foods working, I still would have been... You've had that food truck. Huh? You would have had that food truck. That food truck? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but the moment the screen printing and food truck came at the same time, so it was not like... I'm, I'm looking at the decision I made to at least go out there and try something new. And if I would have just stayed in Crasdale, it would have been, I would probably not even was able to raise my own kids.
0: Hmm. I'm glad Screen Printing found you, man.
2: Yeah, that was, that was the the most important thing out of the Screen Printing. It was, I was able to stay with my kids because if I would have stayed working in Crasdale and I got divorced, I wouldn't have been able to stay with my kids. So I wouldn't raise my kids, but by that action of going into screen printing, I will always say that's the reason I stood with the kids and was able to raise them. My daughter is in Albany, going on a university on a scholarship. My son is working, graduated from high school, he's working now and I got my other oldest son, he lives in Manhattan in 70th Street and he's into the the cryptocurrency investing Mm -hmm. and all that. He's doing pretty good at it and I'm I'm proud. That's that's what gives me that's what gives me a smile every day is that my kids coming from the Bronx with the with all the things around you that you could just go any out of the road anytime. Mm -hmm. And for me to get my kids to that, that's uh, that's a blessing. Uh, I won't ask for nothing more.
0: You should be proud, man. That, That rules.
1: All right, well, how can people find you? Um, What's your, tell us your YouTube channel and your Instagram and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, you could go to YouTube, go to Taino Inc. And my Instagram channel is John Taino. You could even go with Taino Inc. The same way, we'll take you there. On Facebook, same thing. You go to Facebook, you could go to Johnny Agosto and you're going to find the Taino Inc. And my website is tainoinc.com. You want to order some shirts? Check out the job. That's get a burger recipe and get a burger recipe, which I have a few. Well, they are gonna do uh, the 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 it's like Puerto Rican Dominican burger. It's called Chimichurri Burger. We need
0: that shirt. We need that shirt. Show special burger.
1: <laughs> there it is. I think he just said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you say that again? Chimmy... What was it? Yeah, the
2: Chimichurri Burger. It's called What's on chim- that. It's called chimmy Burger. It's some meat and then you're going to have some cabbage. You put it on vinegar for about an hour or two with some there and leave it there. And then you're going to mix a nice sauce with mayo, ketchup, uh, mustard and uh, Worcester sauce and a little bit of uh, a half of orange, squeezed orange in that mixture. And that's how that's the sauce of the chili sauce when it comes to that burger.
1: Delicious. Sounds amazing. Yeah, that
2: tomato. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: All right, I'm coming to the Bronx and so we're gonna make that burger. <laughs> 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 sounds
0: sounds incredible.
2: We gotta do it. You in upstate? Are you near on um,
0: um it's a couple hours from me. I'm oh, more oh. near like Binghamton, Syracuse. Oh, you you're pretty far
2: then, okay. So yeah. my family, I go visit my mom. My mom lives in Pacitzpee over there, my brother. Yeah, I usually go. And I was wondering, oh, it's nearby, but no, it's it's far. like
0: two it's like two hours away.
2: Woo, it's like almost where my daughter is in Albany up there. Yeah, if you go to Albany, you'll go by yeah, me. Yeah, that's the only way by going to Albany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be awesome. i will gonna check out one day. I'll give a surprise and go visit your shop.
0: Yeah, hey, stop by anytime, man. It'll be awesome, man. Yeah. So what's uh what's for dinner tonight then?
2: Dinner tonight, um. Just something simple. My lady is doing some nice little chicken and some lettuce, you know, a little salad in the side. Because yesterday we had some, it's called poblano pepper. Have you hear the poblano pepper?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Stuffed stuff with some chicken and um, cheese with some nice rice. That was amazing. Uh, one of my favorite dishes when you take that from mine too. stuff too. It's pretty good, but today just nice and calm. I already gained like about five pounds in about three days though.
0: All right, man. Well, it was good. Uh, thanks for doing this with us. We we really appreciate it. And thanks for spreading the word about us on your, on your channel. Um, anything we can ever do to help you
1: out, let us know.
2: Definitely, but thank you. Thank you, fellas. And it was a pleasure um, hanging out with you guys today, man. It was awesome. So, yeah, John, thank um, you so
1: much and thanks for uh, being a trooper and moving three locations, three and different yeah, locations.
2: <laughs> sorry about
0: and being that. able Being having the ability to teleport is really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we had a superhero on this show and I appreciate oh, it. Oh, man,
2: right. I want to I I see how <laughs> do, we'll edit all of that there real quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Chad, sorry. you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, man, out. we'll have a good so night. Safe, all right, see stay, you, dude.
2: Um, stay
0: safe, man. You too, man. Later.